1: So I'm here today with Jeremy Blazer, the Executive Director of the Bayfront East Side Task Force, a neighborhood organization focused on improvement of a 30-block area on Erie's East Side, stretching from State to Wayne Street and 6th to the Bayfront. So Jeremy, we hear a lot of references to BEST. Um, it's the, that's the acronym for your agency. It's one of the oldest um, and most accomplished neighborhood action groups in the city. Um, can you tell me a little bit about its history? What was the impetus? Who were the supporters? That sort of thing.
0: Sure So we have uh, we're now in our 41st year uh, We had our 40th anniversary last year uh, as an organization. We actually started right on April 1st in 1978 So uh, we recently had that uh, celebration. Um, we began uh, basically with uh, Erie insurance uh, and UPMC Hammett Hammett at the time uh, Looking at ways they could help improve our overall neighborhood um, And so I'm our third executive exam- executive director over that time okay. frame. Uh, so we've had some long history. I've been here seven and a half years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're mostly known lately for the activity of the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we do all kinds of activities. We summarize our mission to say it's to make this the best neighborhood to live, work, and play. Um, and we are working hard to uh, accomplish that every day. Um, I was sitting in the Keurig in the middle of my interview. Oh, I didn't see the that interview. <laughs> That's <all> right. <laughs> Okay,
1: now we're done with the coffee making, so let's um, talk to me a little bit about what it was like when you got here in terms of where was the agency situated at that point in time.
0: I think what I started uh, and one of the things that I was curious about when I was being interviewed was uh, what I knew best had done, which was in the in the previous 10 years, a lot of development of uh, housing. Uh, so they developed 22 brand new homes for low-income families in the neighborhood, typically on lots that they had removed previous blighted homes from. Uh, and I didn't know that they did much more than that. And that took an enormous amount of time and resources, but uh, it wasn't that exciting to me to just do that Uh, and what the board said when they hired me uh, was they were really going to give me the freedom to take the neighborhood in a new direction and we're at the precipice of some really exciting things uh, going on and when i started that that's really i tried to learn from what were best practices around the country uh, Mm -hmm. and we have incorporated those because we're the oldest agency dedicated to a single neighborhood in Erie, we want to be the uh, focal point and the best practice, and we're easily and welcome to share uh, with our other neighborhood groups, but we want to be you know, the best example of what a neighborhood can do with the right resources.
1: Mm-hmm. So how did that unfold? So what new things did, did you?
0: So uh, a lot of things that we've done in the last seven and a half years that didn't exist before with Best, we've added things like artwork. We've added artwork throughout the neighborhood, murals and put uh, pieces that highlight what our history of our neighborhood is mm-hmm. about. Um, a lot of times we're referred to the east side or the lower east side mm-hmm. and they all sound derogatory. We call ourselves the historic East Bayfront. Uh, here he started mm-hmm. uh, just down the street at the foot of Parade and Front Street. Um, and we are still focused on our historical background uh, and we, are, we have some big projects in the future that I think will even more highlight uh, our history and how uh, Erie all spurred from the development of this neighborhood. And we wouldn't have the rest of Erie County or Erie City Correct. without what started here.
1: Now, are you referring to the forts to talk about that? Mm -hmm. Is is there anything new on that front?
0: There is. Uh, So Best has created an LLC, uh, Limited Liability Corporation, uh, called Three Forts of Presque Isle, and we are exploring the feasibility of the three-fort concept. Uh, So we are a long ways from anybody visiting a fort or even digging in the ground and beginning to build them, uh, but we don't want this idea to just die. We would like to explore it a little bit further, uh, and we have uh, some good information about other forts and other historicities, historical attractions throughout the country uh, that we think would be very exciting if it could be developed in our neighborhood.
1: hmm And at this moment in Erie, when they're trying to capitalize on assets, especially exactly. on the Bayfront, that seems to be maybe an obvious thing to target.
0: It would be, you know, the it's only... Ambitious. It's ambitious. It's super ambitious. Yeah. so That's why I, I try to temper expectations. Yeah. It's, you know, early in the phase, we're doing some fundraising to develop a study. hmm which nobody gets excited about that. But, you know, the end product, the end concept, we're very excited if even part of that could come to fruition.
1: Are there any places that the public could go look at any of those ideas or anything like that?
0: The Well, yes, but uh, I don't want to point you in the wrong direction. I, I know that Michael Furman wrote a white paper. Mm-hmm. I believe that's available on the Jefferson's website. Okay. Um, you can figure out if that's true or not um we certainly could get them a copy of it email it i have a digital copy uh and then if you went to the foot of parade street you'll see a monument to the erie stone and the three forts and could read about what those are and Mm -hmm. why this is an important uh part of erie's history
1: and so it seems like there's a lot of mobilization in a lot of neighborhoods now Mm -hmm. do you did that start during your tenure do you and What do you think? What were the things that got other neighborhoods woke, as they say, and that sort of thing? Sure.
0: the biggest thing was resources and people dedicated uh, to them. So I always talk about the four organizations that have paid staff that are yeah. working toward neighborhood development. You had the of St. Joseph's, but back when I started, they were only focused on Little Italy. So they've now expanded and have a big footprint in the east side uh, uh, south of uh, my area. Uh, our West Bayfront was created in the last seven and a half years right. since I've been here. Serviri just recently been created. And so now you have uh, dedicated people working on those neighborhoods. Now that's not to exclude, you have other good people like Snoop's Neighborhood Watch, Academy, uh, Hill District, um, uh, Robbins Blast Neighborhood Watch are all very active and others uh, they just don't maybe have paid staff working day in and day out but um, I think that you know we've shown that there's resources out there and other groups are joining on and doing uh, we're copying each other for the things that work.
1: Correct right and when you first started what were the main tools or strategies or resources, because I feel like that's right. changing with ECRA and, it it, is. and those sorts right. of things. So. Uh,
0: when I started, uh, we basically uh, had a small dollar amount annually to purchase blighted properties, a small dollar amount to demolish them, uh, and we did the best we could with that and, and tried to do additional fundraising. Um, since I've started, we have been able to access lots of different grants uh, directly from the state, some grants that flow through the city. Erie Community Foundation has been very supportive through their transformational funds and ECRA uh, as our major funders as well as we've grown we have a rental property so we've grown some of our own resources that we've been able to dedicate to it so our our budget in my seven and a half years has grown fivefold over so Mm -hmm. we have a lot more resources and a lot of the other agencies they're accessing those same exact funding streams so ECRA is funding I believe all the neighborhood organizations in some form or fashion and so uh those resources aren't just being spent in one neighborhood Mm
1: -mm. Mm -hmm. no that's true and so I think generally the public might drive around, and I'm guilty of this, in my own neighborhood, uh, and you see blighted houses and you think, oh, why didn't they just take that down? But it's right. complicated,
0: right? It is complicated.
1: Help people understand that. And what things would help you, what would help speed that process? Are there any reforms like needed or...
0: Well, so the, the biggest thing about when you see a blighted home is getting to the bottom of who actually owns it, who has some control over what its current situation is. We buy from every resource as we buy from uh, the... Uh, um, uh, from the Erie Judicial Tax Sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, we buy from private individuals. If it's listed, we buy from a realtor. Uh, we've recently uh, are working on acquiring three properties through the Erie City Land Bank, which is a new tool that is allowing us to get properties. Uh, so there's there's no stone we don't uh, overturn. Uh, but the neighbors are the best resource. The neighbors can tell me so-and-so owns that, or here's how you get a hold of them. And uh, they this person lives in California and they don't even know what's going on with their home. It uh, really helps us uh, do that. Um, reforms, I'm mean, I mean, there are things like the land banks, both mm-hmm. the Erie County and Erie City, uh, that are very powerful tools that we're just starting to realize what they can do for us. Um, and when we go out and look at other uh, cities and, that are facing the same issues that Erie are, you know, we always are bringing back new tools and, and mm-hmm. figuring out how to use them in Erie. Um, so there are some legislations out there that would make our jobs a little bit easier. But resources, I mean, even someone that owns a house that is completely boarded up and is a danger to society thinks it's worth some value. That it is wow. not. Um, but, you know, so it's trying to acquire those, you know, still costs money.
1: Mm-hmm. And I should have asked too when I was talking about the neighborhoods kind of starting, how much did the Erie refocus coming into play fuel that moment?
0: Um, that's a good question. When I look at Area Focus, I look at it from our perspective, and everything you know has a menu for every single neighborhood of, mm-hmm. here's where their current condition is and what they need to do to improve it, and neighborhoods like ours that is labeled as severely distressed, you know, you could look at our neighborhood, and as Charles Buki outlined, it is bigger than best. It is best, Suriri's area, and Snoop's all combined, right. and there's a lot of variety in those blocks mm-hmm. and even block-to-block, um, but uh, overall, uh, the, the Buki plan helped. Here, uh, we focused, helped uh, reaffirm what we were doing. Everything it said in the Buki plan—from removing blighted property, creating green space, uh, assisting and aiding those that want to do home improvements to renovate their facades, their exteriors—we you know, were doing and are doing all those. So the real thing it did was it opened up doors for resources. You know, now when we write mm-hmm. grants, we can say, you know, we were doing these good things, but here is another, you know, recognized plan that also says we need to do more of that.
1: Mm-hmm when you look out on the neighborhood um what are the things you see that that aren't like the the, the hallmarks of your work or the the, the stamp that you've made on yes
0: a good example would be uh, anybody that comes to 6th M Parade. I mean, it's the center point of our neighborhood and where we work. And uh, from our sign there that recognizes we're the historic East Bayfront, you have Erie Insurances investment in their own properties. They have the armory, they have some mansions. They spent their own dollars to renovate. And then directly to the uh, east of that, you have vacant space that was blighted homes. Uh, we are implementing a project there and on every single vacant property we have, which is called Landcare. Landcare is a mm-hmm. research-based project they did out of Philadelphia. We are copying that uh, mindset, and what we're doing is clean and green. So you take a lot that was a blighted home, you remove it. Everybody would rather live next to an empty grass lot than a house that is dangerous and falling down. But that's not the end game. That's not the best use of that land. Uh, So we put up some fencing. Uh, We installed two-thirds of it last summer. We're going to do the other third this summer. We're going to stain all that fencing, and we're going to do some light landscaping elements. A couple trees, some bushes, things that are easy to maintain, but that will beautify. And as we've done this project, just starting already, you know the neighbors come up, what's going on? here do you want us to stay off your land no it's open it's open up the corner so you can wander into it but it just shows us being cared for it's not just grass that maybe somebody cut it's really showing some ownership and showing that a neighborhood is you know has some intentional uh, uh, activity happening to it
1: that's great and speaking of the residents what what feedback do you get from them
0: we get great feedback. I mean, we also have one of the oldest neighborhood watches in, in Erie. Mm-hmm. Um, our, I think they celebrated their 25th anniversary last year, 2018. Uh, so we get, you know, quarterly about 40, 50 people that will come out. Uh, and then on an ongoing daily basis, you know, people will visit our office, ask us questions, uh, share information, tell us things that we need to know, something that's going on in the neighborhood that maybe we could help them address. Uh, so we have a really good relationship. And then we now, because we have 15 units of rental, we have those individuals that mm-hmm. then rent and they're, they're Residents that actually you know interact with us on an even more frequent basis and uh, uh, are part of the community. So we feel very welcomed into the neighborhood as part of BEST.
1: Hmm. Hmm. So one, one thing I wanted to ask you about, too, was your footprint, like we said, goes all the way to Wayne to the, the right. Bayfront from State. There's a tiny corner of it that does overlap with the EDDC's targeted area. Sure. And there have been some folks raising concerns that some people get priced out. Right. You know, and do you have any expectations or concerns that any of that would spill into the best area? Maybe that would be a good thing. But mm-hmm. um, if people raise those concerns, what would you say to them?
0: So currently today, you yeah, know, there are a lot of homes that you could purchase in our neighborhood. For not very many dollars, uh, so there are a lot of opportunities. There's a lot of vacant properties that could be renovated and rented out. Uh, so I see a lot of opportunity to continue living in our neighborhood. We also have a very poor neighborhood. If you mm-hmm. look at our census tract, it's the poorest right. in the whole community. And so uh, we do need some development, some tax-paying bodies living in our neighborhood. Uh, and so developments that attract someone that maybe has a little bit of wealth or even middle class, we welcome that into our neighborhood mm-hmm. uh, because I think that helps elevate the entire neighborhood. Uh, we've done a lot. Of Uh, to uh, have affordable housing. The 22 homeowners that we built for, all were 60% of median income or below. Uh, We have 15 units of rental, 14 of those have people that would be classified as low income, so we have low income residents that we still continue to support. Um, I'm not really fearful that we are at any verge of being pushing all those individuals out, Um, uh, and I know some of the discussions about what the EDDC is doing uh, abuts what we are doing, but um, I think we're sort of separate entities there.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, so I know summer's probably your busiest season, right? Sure, sure. So what's on tap for this year?
0: Uh, so we have a lot of exciting things uh, going on. We have a lot of funding to help, uh, property owners improve the exteriors of their property. We have multiple grants. We have received a lot of applications and we have already, as the weather has broke, seen a lot of activity. We're gonna see a lot of contractors in our neighborhood doing improvements. Uh, Some that we helped uh, fund uh, in partial payments, you know, matching grants. Uh, Some that are being done by owners that are then motivated because their neighbor got a repair and they would like to do something on their own. Uh, We also have a lot of summer activities. So we are hiring teens as we did last summer. Uh, We have teens that will come in and help best and do landscaping for us and other projects. Our uh, land care project is going to continue to expand. So we have the two, we have a third of the fencing to still install. We have all the trees that we would like to plant, the bushes, as well as staining and finishing those lots. So uh, we have all, uh, you're right, it is very busy uh, summertime, as well as we do summer activities like we do a, our... Um, a national night Out event. Uh, we do summer picnics. We do some movie nights. Uh, so we have a lot of activities to get, you know, the community engaged. Our community gardens where people come and grow fresh produce. So it is a very busy time.
1: That's great. It's like a, a lot to look forward to. Sure. Is there anything I didn't ask you about that, that you'd like to highlight for people?
0: Something that I don't know if it needs to you know, go written or print, but uh, that we're proud of is uh, you hear about uh, nonprofits, which best is. Yes. Um, we pay property taxes on every single property that we own. There are 62 properties that mm-hmm. today we own and we're buying and selling all the time. Uh, whether it's a rental property or a vacant lot, we pay our full property taxes, not a pilot, on every single one mm-hmm. of those. And we're proud of that. Um, we think, uh, and my board feels as uh, while there's potential that we could apply for some exemption. We don't want to do that because we think it's important that the school district has those resources, that the law law enforcement and fire departments that respond to issues in our neighborhood, we want them to have the resources to do their jobs and we think that part of it is paying your full tax, property tax bill.
1: That's an important point and thank you for bringing that up. Sure. All right, well thank you very much. Thank I really you. appreciate the conversation.
0: Sure. Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left.